All right. What is going on, folks? Welcome back to another episode of the Help Me Understand podcast. I'm your host, JK, and we are going to kick off episode number 45 of the podcast. This is intended to be a pretty short one, trying to get a bit more consistent here and release a new episode in some way, shape, or form every Tuesday. And today's episode is really inspired by a recent conversation that I was listening in on. And in this conversation, the the general topic that was being addressed was thinking about expectations. And specifically, the question that was asked is, what do you do when you fail to meet your own expectations? And from a context standpoint, a lot of the conversation really centered around Number one, you know, what do we, how do we set expectations uh, for ourselves? Then it kind of turned into how do we set expectations for others? And then really thinking about, you know, is it a matter of as, as you go back to evaluate where you feel like, so if we narrow it down to where you feel like you didn't meet the expectations that you had set for yourself, whether it was for a um, specific project that you were working on, um, a specific event that you were a part of, um, or if we're looking more like long-term expectations for yourself on living a particular stand or a particular way, um, following a particular code uh, of behavior for yourself, whatever it may be, a certain sense of like values or morals, whatever that may be, what those expectations are, when you go back and you reflect thinking about, okay, uh, what, what was I thinking when I set that particular expectation? Uh, what caused me to not meet that expectation? And then how can I learn from that? And while that was an interesting part of the conversation, something that really got me thinking was um, my perspective on expectations being different than standards. And really more specifically, I'm thinking about this from the perspective as a parent. And while a specific example doesn't necessarily come to mind, I know that there have been multiple occasions where both of my kids, and for reference, uh, my daughter is 16 and my son is nine, and both of them throughout their lives have um, expressed to me at some point that there is something that I have either asked them to do or told them that I expect them to do, and they've hit me with the, but dad, you do blank, which is usually the opposite of what I'm asking them to do. So it could be something like, you know, hey, uh, let's go ahead and turn off the TV and call it a night. And my son might say to me, well, yeah, but dad, you stay up late. And inevitably, um, what I used to do pretty often, and now I'm veering away from, but my gut reaction would be, well, that that has nothing to do with you. But really, I started thinking about the fact that my words are what communicate a particular expectation, um, but I believe that it's my actions that set standards. So my perspective that I want to bring to you today is I tend to think that there's a difference between expectations and standards, and I'm sure that there's a dictionary definition that we could certainly pull out. So I'm not here to argue that particular point. I'm just talking just everyday language and thinking about the fact that uh, many times the terms are used interchangeably, but I tend to, I feel like they've, they've both got kind of a different vibe to them and especially as a parent. So just kind of follow me with this on this for a minute here. So when I think about um, expectations, 
you know, I think about my parents when it comes to this, and I really think about my grandparents also, um, having been blessed to have spent quite a bit of time with them throughout like summer vacations and things like that as I was growing up. And um, in coming from a very faith-based family, there often was and continues to be conversation around particular expectations. So there's an expectation based on um, biblical teachings in how someone uh, should act. There's an expectation in uh, responsibility. There's expectations. So these are things that were verbally communicated to me, not in any sort of like a heavy handed way, just overall, you know, it was made very clear, but those expectations were made clear based on words. And now as I really reflect on my upbringing and then also um, how, how I'm working through this, this thing called parenting, I really think about the fact that what I pulled from my parents and my grandparents and those people, people that were involved in my upbringing was more of setting a particular standard. So while their words were definitely impactful, it was what I observed them do. So how I observed them interact with other people, how I observed them handle really difficult situations, how I observed them handle adversity, um, even just basic things. I remember, I remember being in the backseat when uh, my dad got pulled over for speeding. Um, this was forever ago when I was um, quite, quite a bit younger, but I remember um, being aware of how my dad interacted uh, when he got pulled over. And at the time, like to me, that was a really big deal that my dad got pulled over for speeding. And I just paid attention to how he handled himself and how he interacted in that particular situation. Um, I can remember many a time, you know, being with my mom running errands and different things like that, and then just paying attention to how she treated other people. And I can definitely now looking back on it, say that the way that, that my parents have carried themselves, the way that my grandparents carried themselves, and then the way that just anybody that's around me carries themselves uh, sets a particular standard. And then it's up to me to then follow or not follow that particular standard. But I guess what I'm basically saying is kind of back to this conversation around expectations versus standards. I truly think that um, especially when it comes to parenting and really leading, just leading in general, whether you are talking about leading a group of people, leading your family, whatever it may be, really think about the fact that it, it is important for sure to communicate what your, what your expectations are. Uh, but at the end of the day, the standard that you set is going to be dictated more likely than not by the actions that you take, especially when it's something that is not necessarily going as planned or going your way. You know, you're on the road trip and you get a flat tire or um, you're out to dinner with your family and um, an order is wrong. How do you treat the person who got the order wrong? Does it mean that you, you never you know, get upset or whatever the case may be, but as much conversation as we may have with our kids about how you're supposed to treat people, you may feel like you're setting that 
particular expectation, but your standards, like the way that you, the way that you act is going to set the standard for how that actually gets implemented and whether that expectation really sticks. So that was what I just wanted to quickly share with you today was really some thinking around standards and expectations and I guess it kind of took more of a turn with thinking about it from a parenting standpoint and then more broadly, just from the standpoint of if you're someone who's responsible or feels a sense of responsibility for the development, um, nurturing and care of other people, whether you're a teacher, you know, whoever uh, it may be, just really thinking about the fact that you can set as many expectations as you want with your words, but at the end of the day, um, it's our actions that are going to set the standard. And um, I know for myself, I can only speak for me here, but I know for myself, um, it is the standards that were set that were not based on words that were said, but actions that were taken that continue to impact me the most um, at, at this day. So um, with that being said, that will pretty much wrap up today's episode. I do want to get back to uh, sharing with you a few content recommendations. So I jotted a couple down that I'll share with you really quick here before we close things out. So I've got three podcasts that I'd like to recommend like recommend to you. So the first one is called the pivot podcast, uh, the pivot podcast. They have a few hosts on there and I'm sorry that I didn't get everybody's name down, but the two that stand out to me, I believe it's Channing Crowder and then Ryan Clark. If you are somebody who's pretty familiar with professional sports, uh, you'll definitely uh, recognize the name Ryan Clark as he's been a commentator or a, um, an on-air talent for ESPN for quite some years. I believe he was a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers for a while, maybe the Washington Redskins back when they were called the Redskins. But uh, the point is on the Pivot podcast, they recently did an episode with Michael Beasley, who's an NBA vet. And this was a really impactful episode. If you are looking to really uh, peel back the layers and listen to one person's story uh, where you can definitely never judge a book by its cover, but this, um, this particular episode is where Michael Beasley really goes in depth to talk about a lot of the mental health struggles that he went through during his playing career and how he continues to go through those particular things now. And why I felt like it was such an impactful episode is because it also, I think, really kind of opens the, the doors or um, at least kind of peels some of the covers off of a conversation that I'm starting to hear uh, more often than I have before out in the open about men and um, mental health struggles that men go through. Um, I think for from my perspective for a very long time, it was kind of a taboo thing for men to admit that they were struggling um, with anything that had to do with mental health. There was this image of, you know, you've got to be the strong man, you never crumble, you never have a bad day, you never cry, that sort of a thing. And for someone like Michael Beasley, highly talented athlete, um, who quite often or quite, uh, excuse me, quite frankly, uh, got a reputation in the NBA for being somewhat of like a bad boy and kind of like off the mark and, you know, getting involved in things he shouldn't have been involved in. Uh, but I think if you sit and you really listen to what he talks about, you may get um, a different level of appreciation for everything that he had to work through just to even get to the level uh, that he did. So again, that's the Pivot podcast, and it's an episode with Michael Beasley. 
Um, second one that I'm going to recommend for you is actually a podcast that I was on, and we actually may um, re-air that episode here. But the um, the episode, the podcast, excuse me, is called "Here's the Deal" with Kylie Larson. So it's called "Here's the Deal" with Kylie Larson, and she recently did an episode called "Stop the Nutrition Fear Mongering" with Dr. Adrian Chavez. And this one I thought was a really interesting episode. If you're someone who is interested in getting some perspective in trying to navigate through all of just the different noise that's out there in not only the nutrition, but really the fitness space, um, specifically on social media and um, all of the different, you know, things that are being thrown out with, you know, you should do this, don't do that, never eat this, never drink that you know, different things like that. So I thought it was great to hear from a couple of professionals and especially somebody who is um, a very educated professional, you know, their feedback on how to kind of navigate through all, just all of the messages, because quite honestly, it can get really confusing out there. So again, that one is, here's the deal with Kylie Larson. And that episode is called Stop the Nutrition Fear Mongering with Dr. Adrian Chavez. Then the last recommendation I've got for you, it's a podcast called People I Mostly Admire. And I this one's a new one to me. Um, I believe it's got quite a few episodes. The episode I'm going to recommend specifically is episode number 64. And the guest is Larry Miller. And I first heard about Larry Miller, man, I want to actually say it was from a Facebook, one of those Facebook news, like little snippets. And um, it was some headline about a uh, Nike executive um, basically admitting that he had a past criminal record and had actually been in, in prison for murder. And he had hidden that particular detail from his employer and managed to come into Nike as a pretty like high level executive and actually ended up being the head of the Jordan brand, which is basically like the bread and butter for Nike. Um, again, that is a podcast. So in this particular podcast, Larry Miller is on and tells his story. And the podcast again is called People I Mostly Admire, mostly is in uh, parentheses. So it's People I Mostly Admire. And it's episode number 64 with uh, Larry Miller as the guest. And he was on, I believe, promoting a book um, that he just wrote. But I thought that that was a really good episode because not only does it tell his story, but his story is basically a vehicle to try to open up the conversation about our prison system. And when we send people to prison, what are we truly trying to do? Are we trying to rehabilitate or are we just trying to basically now put them into uh, basically a cycle that will just continue over and over and over? And I believe he even sheds, from my perspective, he sheds some light on you know, why his experience was so different from others because he had access to a lot of the same resources as other people. And he ends up being the head of, potentially the most popular sports brand and sports company on planet earth while he has hundreds of other inmates um, and peers who went a completely different direction so he talks quite a bit around like why he made the decisions that he did and uh, what he's doing now to pour back into that population so all right well that is going to do it for today's episode um, as always i appreciate you uh 
tuning into this week's episode. Again, this was episode number 45 of the Help Me Understand podcast. If you could do me a favor, hop on to Spotify, which now does allow you to leave a rating. And if you could drop me a rating, let me know what you thought. And if you do listen to this on Apple Podcasts, dropping a rating and review would be even better. So thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you next Tuesday.